Hi, listeners. Today's episode is all about living full and dying empty. I believe that there are three types of people in life. There are winners, there are losers, and there are winners who have not discovered how to win yet. And these individuals, it's something about them that drives them that they will invest in themselves. They go to seminars and workshops and lectures and they're seeking, uh, there's something in them that says, I can do better than this. That there are people who would be glad to be where they are and would be happy, but they're not. How many of you know if you had your life to live over again, you can do more than what you've done thus far? Raise your hands. I was reading a story about George Bernard Shaw, who was a very brilliant man in, in his day and I'd love to quote him, but one of the things that was asked George Bernard Shaw that really resonated with me at the end of his life, somebody asked him, if you had to be anybody in the world, anybody throughout history, if you had the power to be born again, who would you like to come back as? And without blinking, he said, I'd like to be born as the man I never was. I like to be the man I never was, that I never became. Seeking to connect with that person. There's another person here that you're looking at. There's somebody else back there. In every chair in this place, there are two people in this place in every chair. You're in the chair with somebody else. There's another person back there. You know they're back there. And that person is the person that you want to become connected with. And sometimes you do. Sometimes you've had some experiences where you said, I can't believe I'm doing this. How many have ever done that, please? That you surprise yourself. Well, every time I speak, I I see this as such a sacred opportunity. Because when I look back on my life, and this Les Brown that you see was in bondage for so many years. Didn't come out till late in my life. How many of you ever thought about something you wanted to do? You felt it in your heart. You couldn't explain it. You felt it in your heart. And you talk yourself out of it. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. I talk myself out of it. No one did it to me but me. The fourth of fruiters is not in our stars, but in ourselves that we are underlings. I don't even know you. But I'm telling you what I know from my own experience and greatness, ladies and gentlemen, greatness, it's a choice. It's not your destiny. Most people never discover their greatness. Most people, ladies and gentlemen, go to their graves living a life of mediocrity, living a life far below their potential. Oliver Wendell Holmes said most men and women go to their graves with their music still in them. Ladies and gentlemen, a lot of people die full, full of their dreams, full of talent, full of ideas, full of skills, full of intelligence and abilities that they never reached for, they never tapped, they never got into, they never used it, never used it. And so how do we do that? What is it that that blocks us? Well, I mentioned one, mine was fear. Here's another one. I didn't feel good enough. I just, I I was comparing myself to other people. I didn't feel 
because I didn't have a college education and based upon my failures and disappointments in the past and things that I'd attempted to do and they did not work out, I built a very practical, realistic, logical case on why I couldn't have my dream. And so I want whatever dream you have, I want you to expand it, I want you to increase it, and I want to warn you, don't ask yourself how you're going to do it. How is none of your business. Don't get trapped there. And don't worry about failing. You're going to fail. You're going to make some mistakes. You're going to look stupid. Why? It's called life. Make it okay to fail. Dr. Benjamin Isaiah Mays says, it must be borne in mind that the tragedy of life does not lie in not reaching your goals. The tragedy lies in not having any goals to reach. It isn't a calamity to die with dreams unfulfilled, but it is a calamity not to dream. It's not a disaster to be unable to capture your ideas, but it is a disaster to have no ideas to capture. It's not a disgrace not to reach for the stars, but it is a disgrace to have no stars to reach. I say you got goals and dreams, things that you're reaching for, things that will make you stretch, things that will challenge you. I say don't lose that passion and that drive for life. It will keep you alive. I'm telling you what I know. Doctors looked at me eight years ago and said, you have cancer. Eight years ago, they gave me two and a half years. I was still here. I told my group of speakers that I trained, I said, I'm going to beat this and this is a year. All of them said, okay, Lessa, we believe you, man. We, we're believing in you. And then they start calling the person who manages my speaking program and say, will we get a refund when he dies? Because they were believing the numbers. See, the people that are going to reach their goals and dreams, not only do they have compelling reasons that drive them, because the thing that drove me, that kept me ahead of everybody else, I had some compelling reasons of why I was selling television sets, no money down. I had some compelling reasons that I'd go to a door at 10 o'clock at night and knock on a door, hello, yes, who is that? Hi, would you like to buy a nice working television set, no money down? Boy, do you know what time it is? Yes, I do. It's 10 o'clock at night, and I take care of my mama, and I'm going to sell a television set tonight to somebody, and it might as well be you. And finally, somebody said, fool, come on in here. It better be a good one. You got to have some reasons. Reasons will drive you. Reasons will give you comeback power. One of my good friends, Willie Jolly, has a saying, a setback is a setup for a comeback. A setback is a setup for a comeback. When they said, you have cancer, one of the things that was different for me than everybody else, and I just finished doing a presentation called, You Are More Powerful Than Cancer, was because of the fact that I listened to so many positive things, I went to so many lectures, I talked to so many people that were cancer conquerors, I asked them, what did you do? And when people said to me, oh, my uncle died of prostate cancer, my father died from prostate cancer, my mind said, well, that has nothing to do with me. I don't want to hear nothing about that. I'm not being insensitive. But don't tell me that. That's not my destiny. I've got too much work to do. I've got things that I'm supposed to accomplish. And so I had a mindset that, hey, I can beat this. I can get past this. Oh, no, I'm not going out like this. So you got to stand up in yourself. You got to fight. You will have opposition. Things going to happen to you in life. It's called life and it's not personal. Stuff's going to happen. 
And if you make it to the 40-yard line, if you can make it to age 40, between 40 and 60, it begins to intensify. All kind of things happen. Between 40 and 60, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer and finally died. Between 40 and 60, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Between 40 and 60, I went through a divorce from someone that I love very much. Between 40 and 60, my best friend died waiting on a liver transplant. Between 40 and 60, had a nationally syndicated talk show, highest rated, fastest canceled talk show in the history of television. Between 40 and 60, oh, life put a whooping on me. My God, how many of y'all had yours already? Tell me, how many of you know what I'm talking about? It ain't personal. Don't say, why did this have to happen to me? Why not you? Who would you suggest? It's called life. And here's what the key to it, that you have to work on yourself. I read every book I could on how to heal yourself. I listened to every speech. I talked to people. I went to lectures. I mean, everything dealing with healing, I fed my mind. Life is a fight for territory. And once you stop fighting for what you want, what you don't want will automatically take over. Life is a fight for territory. And once you stop fighting for what you want, what you don't want will automatically take over. What working on yourself does, by setting aside time to work on your mind, to go seminars and workshops, it causes you to begin to reflect on yourself, to take personal inventory, and to upgrade your game plan and your strategy, but it also it increases your faith. See, a belief it, it is something that continues to grow. What I earn is a reflection of what I believe subconsciously that I deserve. They did this study with these senior citizens in their 80s and 90s and said, if you look back on your life, what do you like to say right now? You know what they said? The majority of them said they re have regrets of the things they thought about that they didn't do. And now they're going to their graves not knowing if they could have done it. That's why I said, live full, die empty. What if you lose? What if you fail? What if things don't work out? So, so what? It's not about the goals that you reach. It's about what you become in the process. That's what it's about. I've lost a lot of deals. That's okay. I've made a lot, but I've lost more deals. I get more rejections. You get close to me, there's a callus on my, it looks like a mole. I've made over a hundred cold calls in a day to convince people to bring me in. Who are you? My name is Les Brown. Have an experience? No, I don't. But if you will let me work for you, I work real hard. I'll have you as my client that will brag about me. Oh no. You let us know when you do it for somebody. Okay. Yes, I will. Calling, 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 calling. Finally, somebody said, yes, write this down. You will win if you don't quit. See, the people that are going to increase their sales, the people that are going to change their lives, the people that are going to recover their health, the people that are going to build their lives and start all over again from scratch are people who believe it's possible. The people who fail are the people who suffer from possibility blindness. See, when you want to increase your performance in life, they say the people that are successful in any area of life, you must be willing to do the things today others won't do in order to have the things tomorrow others won't have if you want to make it in any area in life you've got to go all out a. L. williams said 
All you can do is all you can do. And all you can do is enough. But make sure you do all you can do. You want to make it today? You got to outthink and outwork the competition. Outthink and outwork them. In life, here's what I want you to do. Write this down, please. You got to trust that you're going to be all right. You have no evidence to support it. It doesn't make sense. You can't point anything to say, well, this is why. There's no logic in it. There's no way in which you can logically and practically and realistically support it and prove it. That's why you got to have faith and you got to have trust. Somehow, some way, you've got to have that, that you're going to come through. And I can tell you, some things will begin to happen that you will not even anticipate. The phone will begin to ring. Deals will come out of nowhere. Somebody will recommend you. Someone you talked to years ago and gave them a brochure and put it on the desk and somebody in their office came in and picked up your card or picked up your brochure and called you out of the blue. I remember years ago I read an interview by James Brown. At that time he was recognized as the hardest working man in show business. And it was my senior year, 1963, in an interview they asked him, what was your greatest performance? At that time his, his number one song was, please, 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 please. And they had a cape and put it on his back. Baby, please don't go. And he would throw the cape off and run back on stage. He'd do the James Brown stuff. And he said in that interview, when they asked him, what was your greatest performance? And he said, the last one, the last one. See, you're always in competition with yourself. I'm working on being the best presenter I have never been. You're working on being the best salesperson you've never been. You're working on being the best father, the best mother you've never been, the best entrepreneur you've never been. There's somebody else in you back there. And as you work toward becoming that person, who you are right now must die daily. You've got to kill that person off. You've got to be willing to give up who you've been for who you can become to release what Elizabeth Browning called the imprisoned splendor. The road will come as you take each step. That you're going to go into uncharted territory. You're going to do what Henry David Thoreau said. Do not go where the path may lead, but go where there's no path and leave a trail. You're going to break records. You're going to do some things when you challenge yourself, when you work on yourself, because you don't get in life what you want, you get in life what you are. Most people don't know. If you want to improve your income, you want to improve your circumstances, you want to improve your commissions, you want to improve your life, you got to first improve yourself. You got to first take the time to work on you. Zig talks about a lumberjack whose wood production dropped by 40% because he wouldn't take the time to sharpen his acts. Sometimes you have to believe in somebody's belief in you until your belief kicks in. Sometimes you have to believe in somebody's belief in you until your belief kicks in. I want you to think about your best year earning, your best year of sales, your best year of accomplishment, your best year of achievement. Here's what I know about you and I don't know you, but from people that I've worked with and from things that I've learned and in my own life example, here's what I know about you. Whatever you have done is only a tip of the iceberg 
of what's possible for you. You can do four to five times more than whatever you have done. If anybody had told me, given my circumstances, born in an abandoned building on a floor with a twin brother, in a poor section of Miami, Florida called Liberty City. If both my parents stood up now in the audience and say, hey, we're your parents, I would not know either one. Being adopted, labeled, educable, mentally retarded, failing twice in school. If anybody told me that in my future, I would be speaking to you. In my future, I would write books. In my future, even though I don't have a college education, I would produce six different specials for PBS and earn millions of dollars. In my future, I would have a nationally syndicated talk show. In my future, I would travel around the world and speak to over 80,000 people in the Georgia Dome. Nobody could have convinced me when I was working at Sears as a salesperson, when I was working for the Miami Sanitation Department as a garbage collector making $8 an hour, no one could have looked at me when I was walking to empty their garbage and pushing that, that can forward and kicking it and getting up under it and moving it and straightening my back and walking with it to empty that stinking garbage in a truck with other men older than me and stronger than me. I did not know that this Les Brown that you see now existed. I didn't know. I feel that there's something bigger for my life. I, and I feel that at this stage of my life, only certain kind of people come see me. People that show up because we're cut from the same cloth, we're branches of the same tree. People who feel me in their heart. People who are strange people like me. You're strange. That's why you're here. You're different. Mr. Washington, Mr. Brown, yes sir, you want to be successful? Yes sir. Don't follow what other people do. I, I feel like a stranger when I have family unions, reunions with my family. When I go to my reunions with my classmates, they talk about retirement. Life is about change. Human beings were built for change. Animals can't change. An alligator can't be anything but an alligator. A tree can't be anything but a tree. Human beings, we were built for change to reinvent ourselves. You must be born again. There's something in you. You're pregnant with unlimited possibilities. You're pregnant with greatness. There's some things in you, in this room, some entrepreneurs, in this room, some millionaires, in this room, some great ideas, great strategies, in this room, some great concepts for business, in this room, great fathers, great mothers, great community activists and policymakers, in this room is greatness in this room. I don't know what your goals are. I don't know what you want to do. Here's what I feel. Here's what I have coming to me in my mind that I feel from you. And while you've taken this slice of your life to spend this time with me, to honor me with your presence, because time is so important. I believe that there's somebody in here that it's your time. 